We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. It is the Wednesday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Bets Bets Best Bets. Really hard for me to say. It is powered by our friends over at Bet Rivers. Jeffrey, not a good day. Not a good day. Not a good day, but it is a good day. We got a new sponsor, so that's good. We got Bet Rivers, so we can hopefully uh, create some new mojo for you. I don't really cool. need it. The best, the best news is that Bet Rivers, like they're they're about to make a ton of money because they're going to be taking all my action, and apparently, I I can't win bets anymore. Can't <laughs> <laughs> win bets. So, congratulations, Bet Rivers, on uh, everyone buy shares is going to the moon like GameStop. Thanks to me, the fish. Yeah, you you listen. You snap your twelve game losing streak late, late last night, though. It was I, huge. I, I, for you. Goodman, I've I've mixed everything up, man. I got a, I got a different hat on today. Yeah. I got a shirt I've never worn on the stream. I found this one at the bottom of like my t-shirt pile. I don't even know what that logo what is. Is that a tree? I don't I don't care. It's new. It's like a Christmas I got, tree. I got a new mug that I've never used on the stream before. Okay. Right. I got the no headphones. Right. Yeah. I'm mixing everything up. I changed the cereal that I ate for breakfast this morning. I'm mixing everything up. I got I got to pull out all the tricks to try yeah. to find a way to get out of this skid, man. Yeah. It it's ugly. It's been ugly for you. I, I salvaged a really, really bad night uh, late last night. You know, USC came through for me. They were down most of the game. And then the Illinois game that allowed you to go to sleep at least, you know, a little bit with, with a smile on your face last night. <laughs> I, got, I got a win under my belt. That's 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 someplace to start. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the big game we need to talk about first is, is Baylor at Texas. Um you know, Texas is a top 10, top 15 team, barely yep. went to Austin and just kind of treated them like a rag doll. Like it never – Texas made that run early in the second half, but it never really felt like the Longhorns had a foothold in that game. No, but there was a minute where you were like, all right, maybe. Like Texas, I think, took the lead early in the second half. You are like, all right, maybe. And then like, man, like when Baylor gets going, especially defensively, they just create some offense, which they don't even need to create offense with their defense, but they do. And, and then Jared Butler, it was almost like Jared Butler said, all right, F this. Enough is enough. Yeah, they, right? Baylor. It feels like Baylor every game has yeah. that one moment where they're like, all right, you know what? Fuck What Baylor. do we do? We're, like, we're done. You're done we're playing. just going to your ass now. Like, yeah. go, go home. <laughs> right, we're go done. You're done. We're done playing <laughs> with you. Uh, let's go. You know, I, I've now come to the conclusion, Rob, I don't want Baylor and Gonzaga to play in the regular season. 
I have no desire for it. I, I want it in the national title game because, frankly, I, I think that's what uh, we need. I, I think it would be great storylines. I think it's, again, it's the two teams that everybody kind of picked out from the outset this year. You know, Villanova being like a close third, but these were the two best teams in the country. Uh, most people knew it. I, I want to see it in April in Indianapolis. And I think, again, yeah, we don't have the big boys in the tournament this year, but I don't know if that I, – I almost – I like this better in a way. I like this better uh, for the sport. I know the ratings won't be there because you won't have Duke Kentucky fans – uh, you know, watching as much the diehards, but I think the casual fan could could really kind of grasp onto this. Yeah, especially since there's a lot of interesting pro prospects on these teams, right? Like Jalen Suggs is, is you think he's going to be the number one overall pick? Uh, you are on record saying that he is going to be better than um, Derrick Rose yeah, and Wall. I did not and, say he's going to be the number one. Jason, pick. yeah, you you basically you said that. You said that if you take all of the best stuff, like to take Derrick Rose's athleticism, Jason Kidd's passing, um, and uh, Kyrie Irving's ability to score, you put that all into one player, uh, and that is half of what Jalen Suggs. If you clip, if you make this clip and, and, and put that in there, uh, I, I'm I'm done. I'm done. No, I won't. No, I won't. Look, we both we both love Jalen Suggs. I'm I'm just messing with Goodman. Um, but like I mean, Jalen's going to be awesome. Corey Kispert's going to be a lottery pick. Uh, yep. I've I've been beating the Davion Mitchell first round pick drum for a while now, and it looks like. I saw um, like Mike Schmitz and Gavoni are kind of getting on board. They had they moved him into the first round. Like this dude is the best on ball defender in college basketball, right? He has the ability to make all the passes you need to make out of ball screens. And oh, by the way, Jeffrey, after he shot five for seven from three last night, he's shooting forty nine percent from three on the season. This dude is a like, stud. Honestly, he's almost having a first team All American season. And nobody's willing to give him credit because he plays with Jared Butler. I'm giving him credit. even I more. I, say, don't say nobody just because I lost a bet, right? Just be, no, well, I'm just saying, like, bets. like you could make a first-team All-American team right now and just go, all right, let's make it easy for ourselves. We're going to go Luca Garza, and then we're going to fill it out with two Gonzaga players, Corey Kispert, and whatever you want to do, Jalen Suggs or, or Drew Timmy. And then we're going to go with uh, Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell. And we're done. We're done. We don't need to overthink this. That's it. We're done. I mean, I think that's what you have to do. And honestly, I would go Timmy over Jalen Suggs at this point. Um, yeah. Like, I, I love Jalen, but there's just there's a little bit of a level of inconsistency. Yeah, like he is so good in the biggest games, like unbelievably good in the biggest moments. But then it's mm-hmm. like they go on the road to San Diego or St. Mary's, yeah. and they're He's just not, they're not great at all. He is a freshman. You know that that that's the bottom line. There is is again. Really talented kid. And you wonder how hard it is for a kid like Jalen Suggs to stay motivated throughout this year against mm-hmm. some of the competition they're playing against. Nobody's talking about him anymore. I mean, seriously, like people are talking about Gonzaga as a whole, but how many people are actually watching Gonzaga right now? Well, I mean, that's 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 the problem. We talked about this a little bit last night. Like if you if you think that Baylor is the number one team in the country, like you should absolutely rank them there. There's a, there's certainly justification to put them at number one in the country. If you are ranking them number one in the country because all of a sudden they're the one winning games while Gonzaga's in the WCC, like to me that's not it because uh, we like we knew this was going to happen, right? We like, did, but when it happens, it's different. You, yeah. you say you knew all you want, but when it actually happens, and you're like, all right, Gonzaga's playing San Diego, and they're playing Pacific, and they're playing Pepperdine, and Look at Baylor. 
they're not only playing teams in the Big 12, but they're beating the, the shit out of them. Yeah, I mean, it just makes you think. That's all. It just makes you think. Maybe Baylor's getting better, and Gonzaga's, uh, you know, not going to pick up where they left off in, in the non-conference because, yeah, the, the biggest all. concern. The biggest concern with Gonzaga is like, uh, what happens with these bad habits? Right. Like, are they going to linger? Which is why I think it's so important that they picked up this this non-conference game, even though it's only. You know, it's, it's going to be Duke. They, that's confirmed, right? They're playing Duke. In, no, in, I don't think they're playing Duke. No, how are they playing Duke? They're not playing Duke this weekend. They're playing Duke like next year. That's not a. They haven't was? gotten a game yet for this weekend. Is they're that what it was? Well, I, saw, I, I saw Rothstein tweeting about Gonzaga playing Duke, and I just assumed that it this was this weekend. Game. Duke plays Carolina, Rob. They're yeah, not going to play back right. to back. Duke's not going to go back to back. Carolina. That's why it didn't back. make sense. Okay, okay. Now I'm now I'm I'm here. I'm oh, back. I'm Duke. back. Listen, Gonzaga is still trying to find an opponent. As recently as yesterday, they were hoping that that Georgetown was going to bail out of the Georgetown. That's right. Game. Yeah. Okay. I'm an idiot. My bad. My bad. hey, everybody listening. My bad. I'm dumb. I've lost twelve bets in a row. What do you want from me? All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, the other games from last night beyond just Baylor whipping up on Texas. We Miss, had- hey, how many points? Seriously, I'm not kidding. How many points? Uh, do you think if, if we put a team together of me, you, Borzello, Norlander, and Paris as starting five, how many points do you think we could score in Iowa's defense? 74. <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot. But yeah, I, I think that's, just, that's just because I'm going to, I probably have to get 60 of them myself. You, you might. You might have to make 15 threes. But, but ultimately, there's nothing better. Uh, for a, a offense that cannot score the basketball than to face Iowa's defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, their perimeter defense is is atrocious. It, and it's the reason why we all worry, like, can they win four straight? Like, not can they win six straight. Can they win four straight and get to, to the final four? Because I think it'd be a hell of a story. Like, to me, give me Baylor, give me Gonzaga, give me Iowa, and then throw in a 14 that's like a complete underdog. And I'm I'm ecstatic with that Final Four because I, I want to see Luka Garza in the Final Four, and I want to see Iowa because they can score the basketball. So they're fun to watch from that perspective. Are they beating Baylor or Gonzaga? No, they're not. They're not. We already tried that with Gonzaga. That didn't happen. But, you know, again, I enjoy watching Iowa play, um, but they just don't I, – I don't, I don't have that faith in them because they can't guard. Yeah, they can't get stops. You have to be able to get stops to win. Michigan State had 37 points last week, 37 points in a game against Rutgers. They scored 78 last night and and were, like, making every three. Again, because, you know, I feel like – and I don't know, is it it a a pride thing? Like, we talked to Luca Garza about it earlier this year, Robbie Hummel and I, and he said, no, no, we like – we practice defense. We work on it. Are they just too like like you? You couldn't guard. Well, right? no. There's 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 two there's two reasons. One of them is that um, it, they they just don't have very good individual defenders, right? right? Like Luca Garza is going to work his ass off and get every ounce that he can get out of his ability on the defensive end of the floor. He's just never going to be great defensively because like he has a limited physical like his physical tools are limited, right? Jordan Bohannon. Is 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 like short and kind of unathletic, and he's coming off of hip surgery, and it just he's just yep. not all that 
Like he's never going to be a great defender. Joe Wieskamp is is okay, and you know Connor McCaffrey can kind of get in the passing lanes. But they also do this thing where like since they can't guard ball screens with Luca at the five, they go to this zone, and it's just it's a mess because they they, they don't communicate well, they don't move well in it. It's a matchup zone, but it, they're so easy to confuse in it. Like I really honestly believe that they need to play Keegan Murray um, like thirty five minutes a game. Like he has to be their their guy. Because he's their most athletic player. He is by far their best defender. He's the guy that they put on, like, Ayo Desunmu, right? Like, he's yeah. the guy that they put on yeah. the, the toughest matchup for everybody on the other team when they go, man, like, they're just, they're, they're, they're just a mess on that end. It's, it's, it's bad schemes combined with bad defenders, and what you get is bad defense. It's really just that simple. You know, I, I wonder, the other part of it, Jeff, real, real quick, the other part of it is, like, they also attack the offensive glass so hard that it makes it really hard for them to get back in transition. That's so they true. give up a lot of layups that way, too. Yep. That's true. All right, so we, we we can't move on without talking about your Tennessee Volunteers and what an awful loss that was last night. I mean, Ole Miss is bad this season. You're like, I, I would. Can we find that clip? Can we find that clip of you when you were basically? And I was with you. You had me convinced that Tennessee was the third best team in the country. Like that was what a month ago. At the time, they were. Like, at the time, they were because they were actually able to score. They were tougher than everybody that they were going up against. But, like, there's just something not registering there. And it's not like it's because they don't have the ability. You know, you have two lottery picks on that roster. You have the best defensive player in Eve Pond. Uh, you have another former McDonald's All-American in Josiah Jordan-James. You have a guy in Santiago Vescovi who is one of the better shooters in the SEC. And you have John Fulkerson, who was the best big guy in the conference down the stretch of last season. That was, they, it wasn't a 30. Hey, that was December 31st. That was New Year's Eve day. I guarantee yeah. if you look back at this at this stream, New Year's Eve day, you can find a clip of Rob Doster saying Tennessee might be better than Gonzaga. I don't think I said that. Did I say, if I said that, I don't think I was serious. You might have. If, I, if I said that, I don't think I was serious. But I definitely said that they were the third best team in the country and they, they were in the same conversation. And at the time, they were. Like, when you are punishing teams defensively the way that they were punishing teams defensively, like – you're going to be in that conversation, but the issue is they just cannot score. Can't score, right? Can't score. They cannot score. Like what? I <laughs> there's there's a certain level of expectation where if you tell me, okay, you have the best defensive team in the country, right? You yeah. have two lottery picks on that roster. You have guys that are going, other guys that are going to play in the NBA. There are probably four pros, four guys that will play in the NBA on that Tennessee team, and they're scoring fifty points at Ole Miss. Like at some point, that ain't on me. Right. At some point when you're like when you have all that talent on the roster and you're kicking everybody's ass in December and I say, yes, they're going to be awesome. Like it's not on me that they the bottom falls out. Right. So it is what it amazing. Is. Amazing. So yeah. that, that that's that's the one you got to you got to take. Uh, and, and and who knows if Tennessee can turn this back around and they can be at least like just be a team that depending on matchups, maybe they can get to the sweet 16. Like they're going to get in the tournament. They're, they're clearly not an elite team anymore. They're probably a fringe top 25 team right now. Um, I I still think that they have the ability to make that run. The, yeah. the issue is like, are they going to play? Who's your guy, though? Who's your guy that could score? Like, I just don't feel like they have one. That's that's the problem, Rob. Like, they don't have a guy you can just give the ball to and go, like, go get me a bucket. It should be Jaden Springer, right? Yeah, he's not ready. should be the guy that, that can do that, that, that creating for him. Um, he hasn't been of late. Uh, Keon Johnson, in theory, could be that guy. Yeah, I just I don't know if he's I don't know if it's he's not ready or what. Um, Santiago Vescovi, like I, 
I know he was dealing with like a pretty painful hit pointer, but at some point you kind of just got to like, you're either playing through it or you're not. Right. So um, I get it. Right. I get it. We'll see. Quick, quick, couple quick big 10 thoughts before we right. move on to tonight. Uh, Illinois finds a way. I mean, it didn't, didn't look good, but like IO is fouled out in overtime. Like everybody was in foul trouble in that game. It, it, it was not pretty. Uh, but Andre Carbello, Carbello uh, saves them with an unbelievable pass. Uh, did you get my reference on, on, on Twitter? My Rob Deere, Dave Dave Kingman reference, which ages me. Do you know who yeah. they are? Oh no, I do. Like it's either strikeouts or home runs. But you Good job. Gone, I didn't you know. Should, you should have gone with. You should have gone with Adam Dunn. And I honestly, know. That's like every every baseball team on the planet right now is all home runs or strikeouts. Like that's that's how you win. So um, it was a little bit of a dated reference, but I got it. it. I got it. I got it. I got it better than Norlander did. I'm just making that's, sure you got it. Sure. He didn't get it. He 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 was upset about it. Yeah. Well. That's Nerdlander. Um, anyway, listen, good, like, gutty win for Illinois. At Indiana, like, Indiana's not great, but when you go on the road like that and and you've got and, – and Indiana had guys that were in foul trouble as well and, and Jerome Hunter didn't play. But um, ultimately, you can get a win like that. And, and we've said it. Like, you know, bottom line is when you've got Kofi going up against Trace Jackson Davis, that should be a draw. And it kind of was to some extent. Trace played really well early. And then again, like to me, the, the key for this team might be Andre Corbello because Trent Frazier's shooting the hell out of the ball. Mm-hmm. He's had a good year. So you've got Trent Frazier on the wing that can really shoot it. You've got Io on the wing that can really score it. You've got Kofi down low, who we know can't guard certain teams, but he's a fucking monster. He's an absolute monster. And then you've got Curbelo, who on his best day is a guy who makes everybody around him better, gets them easy shots, great opportunities, can push the ball, can also play in the half court. Like, he's the key for me. And when Curbelo is good, they can be really, really, really good, Rob. Yeah, see, I think I, – I get what you're saying. My only problem with that is when you have Curbelo and Trent Frazier on the floor together – all of a sudden, your lineup is really, really small. Um, and then, uh, you know, I think that their their best five also includes Adam Miller out there, which means that all of a sudden, like, Io is basically your four man, right? So, so th- that's that's my only issue is that um, they get real small really quick, which is a little bit of a problem when you have uh, a center that can't really move um, in Kofi. So, like, I hear what you're saying. Um, it's just it's it's a weird roster makeup, but look. They're so dangerous because they can put up points. Like that, right. that I mean, they got so many guys that can get hot. That's right. You know, we've seen Trent Frazier pop off for twenty five. We've seen Adam Miller make three or four threes in a row multiple times a season. So um, they're dangerous and they're fun. You know who I want to I want to talk about really quick. Go ahead. I want to talk about Maryland. So Maryland is they're kind of like the forgotten team, right? They're ten and eight on the season. They're four and seven in Big Ten play, but they have wins at Minnesota wins at Illinois, yep. and wins at Wisconsin. I'm yeah. going to read you off the list of losses that they have this season. They're quality. Um, They're all quality losses. Yeah, they lost, they lost to Rutgers at home. They yeah. lost at Purdue. They lost to Michigan at home. They lost at Indiana. They lost to Iowa at home. They lost at Michigan, and they lost to Wisconsin at home. Their, wor- their worst 
loss of the season was at Clemson. And like at the time, that was when Clemson was still good before they had their COVID shutdown and the bottom fell out. So I don't know what to make I, of them. There's, Rob, there's, I got no idea. They're I was 10 and 8 right now. Yeah. They're, they're 10 and 8 right now. Their schedule is about to get easier. Like they probably have the easiest run in of anybody in the Big Ten. Here's the rest of their schedule at Penn State, Ohio State at home, Minnesota at home, at Nebraska, at Rutgers, Michigan State at home, at Northwestern, Penn State at home. Like they could easily win five of those games, six of those games. And if they go, they win five. Let's just say that they win five of them, right? And they go five in, what is that, five and three down the stretch. I think they have a makeup game they got to play in there somewhere. Let's just say that they won five more games and they go nine and 11 in the Big Ten, right? And they're 15 and 12 overall. That's that's a profile that's going to get you very, very close to the NCAA tournament with those big wins and without any bad losses. They're 39 in the net today. You know? They they're, might they're be in. a tournament team. Like they're that might in. be a tournament team. Have to be. Have to be. And, and Big crazy. Ten's going to get so much uh, pop, uh, you know, and with, with their depth this year, they're going to get – I don't even – I haven't looked at it lately, but, I mean, Penn State is 35 in the net. Penn State, yeah. Rob. You know, I mean, so, we, we, we we've we told everybody this was going to happen, right? Like when when you when you're dealing with um, <clears throat> when you're dealing with a league where it's so balanced, like the, the computer numbers are going to rise and the cream of the crop is going to rise. But it's 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 crazy. Right, we can know what's going to happen. It's still crazy when it actually like plays out that way. Um, let's get to tonight. All right, yeah, let's what's, the, about- what's the best game of the night? Is there a best game of the night? Oh man, is it? I don't know if there's a best game. There's a lot of solid games, right? Like to me, I don't know. Are are we going to say LSU Alabama because it's Alabama? Um, maybe Villanova and like this new look St. John's that is all of a sudden awesome. Settle down there. Settle (laughs) down. Settle. You're like five and six in the Big East. They're winning a bunch of games. Yeah, I, I get it. They they won. They beat UConn without Book Night, and they've beaten a bunch of 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 the bottom tier teams in the in the Big East. And the bottom the bottom half of the Big East isn't very good this year. If you haven't noticed, the, Marquette's the, not good. The Big Butler's, East in general is like mm, kind of not very good. What's that? The Big East overall is like kind of not very good. Well, I mean, you still have a couple teams at the top that you feel like. Don't say Creighton, please. Don't say Creighton. I'm going to say Creighton. <laughs> I'm going to say Creighton. I'm saying Villanova and Creighton are still pretty good. Seton Hall is still decent, right? Xavier's like decent. Like those four and UConn when they get Book Night back. I mean, well, I, that's the thing. So look, Villanova's really good, right? Creighton, they can be dangerous. And then you get into like UConn, who like we re- do we really know what UConn no. is at this point? No. We don't really know. Like you but get to wait, 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 wait. But if you put them against you, UConn or Maryland, who do you like? Well, the difference is we're talking about UConn as the third best team in the Big East, and Maryland is like the eleventh best team in the Big I'm Ten. I'm not That's saying it's as good as the Big Ten, but I'm saying UConn's still a tournament team. There, you throw them in the eight nine game. Like same thing with Xavier, they could be eight nine game. Seton Hall eight nine game. Right, like, like all these teams. But those are what I'm. My point is that when you're when we're talking about the Big East, right, and we're saying like their third best team is like, yeah, maybe they can make the eight nine game if things work out for them down the stretch. Like that's not a very good league. No, but somebody will separate themselves. 
Somebody will separate them, themselves. Yeah, if, if, they, if they play, like UConn's got to play. Be oh, that's true. Themselves. The bottom is what worries me. The and Seton Hall, Hall can't separate themselves anymore. They've already lost to Villanova and to Creighton twice. So how are they going to separate themselves? I, I just think, again, DePaul, Georgetown, Butler, Marquette all kind of stink this year. And the St. John's – Look at you giving the Johnny's credit. Oh, no. oh man. No, they're the best of that group. They, they, they've beaten – they, the last five wins, Butler at home. Again, Butler's not very good until they got Bo Hodges. Bo Hodges changes it now, sort of. Uh, UConn without book night. Good win. Good win regardless at UConn. They beat Utah Valley as one of these five, by the way, that they've won. Uh, DePaul. DePaul stinks. We know that. And then they beat Marquette on the road, which looks like a good win until we examine Marquette and say, like, Marquette isn't any good this year. They're, they're yeah. super disappointed. But they beat Wisconsin, so. They did. They did. Oh. That was that, that was their one big win. But Marquette, listen, you talk about a fan base that is frustrated right now, Rob. Look at, at Marquette with, with Woj. Oh, yeah. They are frustrated. They, they, are, they, are all, they are always frustrated, though. Like, yeah. That's well, just that's just Marquette fans. All right, let's, let's talk a bit about tonight's games, and then we can get out of here. There's, yeah. there's honestly – there's not too much I like on, on this slate. That might bode well for you. Because mm-hmm. you, you should pick – here's what I think you need to do today. I think you need to just pick um, – Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to scroll on the app, right, yeah. wherever my finger lands. See? See? I'm scrolling yeah. on – you got this? We're, we're yes. scrolling on the app. Wherever my finger lands, that's what I'm betting on. Ready? Okay. All right. What do you got? Oklahoma State minus five. Hold on. Ready? Hold on. I'm going to do three of them. Okay. Uh, wait, I ended up in the NBA. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be a bad thing. Yeah, no, right? Chattanooga over 147.5. Are you writing these down? Yeah, I got them. One more. Uh, hold on. I got Oklahoma State minus four and a half again. So that that's obviously we got to get on the uh the State. There you go. All right, we're on them. All right, we got Elon plus eight. Oh, geez. I don't like that. But you and I are going against each other in that one. They're playing JMU. Elon's played like one game in the past like 40 days. So I like Matt Lewis and, and JMU in that game. Uh, well, that's one of my picks today. So well, you know what? I can't go against the uh I can't go against the No, you stick with it. Stick yeah. with it. All right, here's what I like. Here's what I like. Um I'll start with the six thirty game. I feel like if there's an early game, I have to touch it at this point. And uh, I'm going Florida against South Carolina. Florida's given eight and a half. South Carolina's just had so many issues over the course of the year, haven't played a ton of games. And Florida's starting to play really good basketball. You know, without Keontae Johnson, they get Scotty Lewis back. They're starting to play play really well uh, and look like a top 25 team lately. Uh, I think they've won four straight, Rob, Florida. Uh, yeah, four in a row, four in a row. Yeah, so I'm going to root for. Easy team in the country to root for. Yeah, I'm going to take the Gators there. Uh, I am going to take the Providence Friars um, at home and a pick them against Seton Hall. I don't know if I love it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it is one of those games that, you know, kind of is going to come down to the end. Neither team's great. Both teams are playing, you know, for a little bit of a tournament berth. And, and, uh, you know, Providence just comes off losing to Georgetown on the road. So yep. I don't see them losing this game at home. They're usually pretty good 
I think the last time they played at Alumni Hall was the game I was at. It was a couple of years ago, and it started at the Dunkin' Donuts Center, and something happened with the court, and they had to finish it the next day at Alumni Hall, I believe. Oh, wasn't it like it was too too slippery in there or something, yeah. right? There was too much yeah. water on the court? I was – Oh, you know, it was because the, they put the, the court over the hockey rink, the right? The hockey rink, right. Yeah. So I was, I was just hanging out with Ed Cooley and their staff uh, after that game, just like – Watching film, they're talking about like what they're gonna do. It was it was so weird, and I ended up having to get a hotel room that night in Providence. I was gonna drive home after the game, and uh, stayed overnight just because it was so unique. And, uh, and and watch that game at Alumni Hall the next day. So they're they're playing there. Uh, Cooley and, and Willard are buddies. Uh, I I like Providence in this one. I think they need it, especially at home to make a run. Uh, I put in an early one with Missouri last night when I saw that line. Missouri favored by four. I don't know what it is right now. Is it still four? I'll check. Against Kentucky? Uh, Uh, Five now. It's five. Yeah, I got it last night. I saw it posted early, and I was like, all right, I'm grabbing that. Uh, Missouri by four uh, over Kentucky. I'm going to go with you on Oklahoma State. Uh, I just don't know if if TCU has enough, and uh, Oklahoma State's starting to get everybody back now. So I'm going to go with you with Oklahoma State. And then I got a couple uh, over-unders here that I like. I'm going to go with the under in Virginia Tech Pitt. It's 136.5. I'm going to go the uh, over in LSU Alabama. The last time they played, there were 180 points scored. And uh, I don't know how healthy Herb Jones is going to be. He's going to play. But I just – I feel like, again, Darius Davis probably won't play for LSU. So I'm going to go Alabama and the over there. And then I'm going to go one more over. I'm going with Villanova St. John's over. The Johnny's going to score some points. That's going to be a track meet. So uh, I got a couple there. And then I, like I told you, I got JMU against your Elon pick. Well, there you go. All right, guys, you got it. Lock it in. Uh, if you want to follow Goodman, he made some sound picks. If you want to follow me, I just guessed. <laughs>